sometimes I like to say things like, I don't know how to start this episode, hoping that when you edit that that's how you'll start the episode. <laughs> but I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to say it. I, I just want you. To, yeah, I know. I know. I just want you to do it if it feel if it if it strikes your fancy. Yeah, I try to have fun with the the lead. Does it strike your fancy? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. It's whatever strikes your fancy. Is it really strike your fancy? Yeah. I feel like there's some other verb that does something to your fancy, not strike. I'm sure there is. Uh, whatever floats your boat is, of course, one same general thing. So, but what else floats your boat besides water? What what else are they floating boats in besides water? I mean. You could float a boat in any viscous liquid, I suppose. You could, but nobody does. Well, I wouldn't say nobody does. Nobody floats a passenger, you know, cruiser in, a, in anything but water. But you could float a model boat in whatever you felt like. Well, I was just going to say you're right, and I shouldn't speak in absolutes, but almost nobody floats any practical boat in anything other than water. <laughs> but almost isn't always. That's correct. I usually am very good about not speaking in absolutes. But speaking of other idioms, um, I, I created bites tonight, today. I saw, and I actually was quite surprised that I could take a break from trying to come up with anything because I was really off my game on trying to prepare for this week just because <laughs> of how busy today has been. Well, I uh, so I like these bites because um, I, I was listening to a different podcast, and I love this kind of thing, and... And it, it ultimately, it's like uh, somebody was saying uh, they use the phrase uh, get while the getting's good. And the way they use the phrase is the way I understood the phrase. And so I just wanted to ask you, how do you interpret? What's your interpretation of get while the getting's good? So I like this because I didn't even click on links yet. Yeah. Um, so my interpretation of it has always been to take whatever you have and exit while you still can before you lose something so it's more get out while you have a, a good amount or you know situation or however you want to phrase that part i think that's largely how it was meant originally but i i, I always heard the phrase and i never necessarily heard it used in that context and i never interpreted it that way i interpreted it different slightly differently for me i interpret it as get get while the getting's good is like okay i'm gonna like get as much as i can while i can so it's like you know it's like uh what's the other phrase make hay while the day is long is that is that the phrase i think so I, i've at least heard that phrase um and it makes sense like the the more literal interpretation would be the way you take it well i think i think well i think it's open to you know it's like anytime you know we've we've had the we've stated many times on this show that when something is put out in the world, it is an open to interpretation. Uh, just because your interpretation isn't the same as the original, uh, as the creators, uh, it doesn't mean that your interpretation is wrong. And I think that you can, you know, get has two meanings. And uh, both of those interpretations are correct. Neither neither are wrong. And so, But I just think it's interesting. I never realized that it, there was a different meaning to it. I think part of it also stems from what you grow up around. Uh, and what I mean by that is if you were always around pet owners, like dog owners in the Southeast, you're going to hear get yelled often. 
and it's for you know get away get go away whatever yeah. and and so you immediately kind of have that in mind when you hear the phrase get wild you know i i didn't because i don't know i didn't but i was like but i but i mean i've heard get as in get out of here all the time but it just i thought you know, i thought about it differently anyway uh the other idiom was uh burning the candle at both ends how do you interpret that that one i think is pretty straightforward it's um you're you're trying to do too much where it's wearing at you from every possible and conceivable direction okay so i kind of i kind of interpreted that way but how do you interpret where the candles like describe to me how you burn the candle at both ends what does that look like to you like uh not not the the actual the literal description of like how would you literally burn a candle at both ends well there you would have to go back to more traditional taper candles that you use would typically see for for lighting where you could at least melt the wax off of the bottom end of the candle and then light both and have it uh, probably held instead of actually in any type of like physically constructed device that was meant to consume it right why you would burn it at both ends like a literal candle i have no clue i think it's just that it helps illustrate this idea of trying to do so much does this to you and and how do you illustrate that physically so i that's exactly what i thought you hold a candle horizontally and you light it on both ends burning the candle at both ends that's exactly how i pictured it but um and i thought you know maybe because you know you get more light out of it and you you know so and so that depicts like okay you got more energy coming out you've got more light you can do more and but you're consuming you know at twice the rate you know twice as bright half as long and that's how i always pictured it but i think this phrase is so out of context for us we didn't actually know what it really meant and it meant you light you burn the candle burning the candle at both ends originally meant you light it at the first end of the day so in the morning you wake up when it's dark you light your candle and then at the end of the day when it's when it's dark at night you light your candle again so that's burning the candle at both ends of the day that makes sense it does. I was just like, oh, this is this this idiom is so out of context for us that we would have never thought about like, oh, huh, you know, morning and night. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't relied on candlelight for actual living purposes for hundreds of years. Yeah. So it just me. So like, I got to you know, I got there and I was like, I wonder, did anyone ever think that you know you would light the candle on both sides? You know. You know, hold horizontally and hold, and light either side. I bet nobody ever thought that when the idiom was created in, in, in the in the use in the days where they used candles for light. Oh, I'm sure not. Now that it's been yeah. explained in, <laughs> in the original context, yeah, like that's that's very much a. I've never had to rely on using candles to navigate the day. You know, I've used them for decoration or. Sure, maybe there's a short power outage where I use them for an hour or two, you know. Um, or romance. Yeah. Or, But, but most never... of the time, <clears throat> yeah, most of the time we light candles for, you know, good smells. Yeah. That's very much the only reason I light candles at this point. And I, I do love candles in general. Uh, I have no problems admitting that. I have far too many. But it's <laughs> just specifically for the fragrance. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was I was so amused by that. I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. So, 
Anyway, those were my uh, those. That was my first bite, and my second bite uh, was about the game Wordle. Do you play Wordle? I played it for a bit. I kind of got bored with it, but I I understand the appeal. It's just I I played it, and then I played some variants of it, and then it just got to be there were too many different things, and so I stopped playing all of them. So it's not really you know it's not it's nothing new. It's it's just a variation of a lot of different things. Uh, this particular article that I, I read about it, um, your Wordle strategy says a lot about how you see the world. Had I actually you... saw this article uh, yeah. before, so I, I found it kind of funny that you included it because I thought about including it earlier and then thought, well, maybe not. But I, I like the inclusion of it at this point. <laughs> well, I like that... Um... I like that they descri- the in the article they describe the game as a sort of mastermind. Do you remember the game Mastermind? Vaguely, I would have compared it to Hangman personally. Oh uh, yeah, you know. So <clears throat> interesting. I can see. Yeah, it is. It is a lot like it's, Hangman. It's the same number of guesses if you do the traditional stick figure, right? Ooh, interesting. Uh, they compared it to Mastermind. Mastermind was a game I played it when I was a kid. Uh, I, have a, uh, I think I, I hope my uh, parents have a, still have that really old school set of Mastermind. I, I loved it, but you know, you put the colors in, and um, oh, I think it was four. It was four pegs and four colors, and you could uh, you could uh, put in some colors, and then you know, uh, someone sets up one side, and then uh, the second player guesses, and then. There's these black and white pegs that let you know this is right, you know, which ones are right, which ones are wrong, or which ones are in, you know, in the order. Just like, just like Wordle. It tells you, you might have this, you have this one correct in the correct spot and, and this one correct, but in the wrong spot or whatever. So similar thing. And so Wordle just does it with words and it's fun. But I think the reason why it got so popular is because, you know, it hit at the right time and it was just the right amount of like how you can share and, you know, the sharing seemed kind of cryptic at the beginning until you play the game and you know just put it together. And I think they made they make really clever use of uh, emojis, so everyone sees the same thing. You know, or when I say everyone sees the same thing, everyone sees what they expect to see based on which platform they're on, based on what what your emoji looks like. So I thought that was cool, and and it's very, um, you know, it it's easily recognized cross-platform um i like it because you can you can mess around because it's just text and emojis you can like mess around so like one day i put in like extra squares and i was like yeah i got it in 10 guesses and people were like how did you get it in 10 guesses i was like because i'm special you know because you can just easily edit it and because it's all text text and emojis and so um anyway (laughs) i digress um this article is about uh, just taking the uh, talking about how you can take the uh, uh, different strategies in trying to play the game. So, like one strategy might be that you try to get a guess every t- get a correct guess every time, or another strategy is that you might guess uh, the wrong word just to get more letters in. So. I thought it was a cool. It was a cool article. It was. Um, so, how do you how do you typically approach it? Most of the time, <clears throat> I want to get uh, as few guesses as possible, and I try to like guess the words. But if 
I am, like if I have a bad guess at the, so I'll use, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll use a word that, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I've taken the Wheel of Fortune approach the or the final round of Wheel of Fortune pros, approach. So I try to guess words with R-S-T-L-N-E as soon as possible and get the vowels out as soon as possible. Um, so sometimes, um, at one point I was having fun. I mean, like I would try boner or penis as my first guess word because they have like two, you know, both of those words have two different vowels and there's an N and an R or an N and an S. And so very common letters. And then I think lately I've been using the word raise because it has three vowels and an R and an S. And so I try to get those in as, as soon as possible. Uh, if I get a good hit on the letters, um, I'll try to guess the word. Uh, but if I don't get a good set of letters in the beginning, I will guess something that I know is absolutely wrong just to get more letters in to hopefully get some hits. So you don't play on hard mode is basically what you're saying. Um, it just depends on how the first one goes. Uh, or first, Or maybe the first or second guess. I don't you know. I will start out playing on hard like so I don't have hard mode toggled but I will start out playing on hard mode uh unless uh and you know and I might bail on the third guess or fourth guess um just so that I can at least get it by the sixth guess um I do put in that I do you know I put the asterisk in as if I was on hard mode uh if I did play the game uh in hard mode because you can you can edit your Wordle, you know results. Yeah. So so I when I do think to play it, I can, it, this is not something that I play daily. And I just because I say I you know, quit playing doesn't mean that I don't occasionally still pull it up and play one. Because the the beauty of it is that it's a very quick single play game once every twenty four hours. So it's it's not like you can sit there and really waste the day on it unless you really take your time in between guesses and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so occasionally I'll still think, all right, well, I'll, I'll do it today. Uh, I never typically start with the same word. I, I do start with a variation of the same concept, which is I want to try to get R, S, T, E, and A in there in a very quick time frame just to kind of see what's present. And then I want to try to get P, L, and O in there in the next guess or so if I can. But I do have hard mode toggled, and I refuse to untoggle it because <laughs> I feel like if I get a letter, I want to be forced to use that letter, and that makes me have to come up with a different strategy to incorporate some of the other letters that I might want to use by either thinking of obscure words that work or you know exercising my vocabulary in general. Uh huh. So, um, what is the what is your what do your stats look like? Is like how what is when do you normally get the correct word? My highest distribution is on the fourth guess. My next highest is on the third guess, and then it's kind of what you would expect from there, where uh, five and six are higher than two but most of the time if i don't get it in that third or fourth guess i'm probably not going to get it i have so this this is something i found this is pretty cool i've got two 
on the first. I've got two on the first guess. See, I would actually have to do today's and see if it still has my old stats. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't have my, my distribution at all anymore because it's been a little while since I played. Like I can't even click on the little stats number and get any any streak or anything else. I'm so annoyed because my highest is on the fifth. My highest distribution is on the fifth. Yes. And followed by fourth, third, and uh, sixth, and then second. So <clears throat> maybe but, I'll maybe I'll actually think to at least do the the puzzle daily for a, I don't know a month or so, and then follow up with my average distribution. Yeah. I mean, I know what it was, but I, it's not like I screenshotted it or anything. So I have no proof. I believe you. And the thing is, it's like you could fake it anyway. <laughs> True. I mean. And unless something has changed, my understanding is the word list is viewable as plain text if you view uh, the source URL and info and everything anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. You can make whatever distribution you want. Yep. So I thought, or I guess, is there anything else on Wordle before I pivot and no lead us in? I um, I honestly don't think that uh, the I think the the article was misleading because it doesn't really tell you what your strategy about the world is, or it, based on your strategy, I don't really think the article described. Hey, this is what your worldview looks like. It doesn't. Um, it's um, it's left to interpret a lot, but it. Yeah. So the premise of the article is sound. There's just no exploration of the premise of the article. Yeah, I think I'm used to horoscopes a little more than that, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I thought this week might be a fun pivot to circle back to the, uh, we've had a, a couple of different conversations about general side activities and inner workings and how they could cross over and everything else and I am behind the scenes actively working on uh, my additional project that I know I've alluded to at least once, I think maybe in an after show. I don't know that it's made it into the main show. Yeah, uh, I've, I wonder about that every once in a while. Is this the uh, project that you're using your computer for? Is this your no. X, X, and this is no. not your Xcode project? No. So this is, this is the uh, YouTube channel with... Okay. Or, well... I say YouTube channel. YouTube will probably be my primary distribution mechanism. I don't know if it'll be the primary branding landing point. That's to be determined. Uh, probably, just because I'm kind of lazy. But um, also because like, why? If, if my primary distribution system is going to be via YouTube anyway, why try to build up something around it that's not YouTube? Um, but I started thinking more about the different projects that are in play if you think about this show being a project and you having project vigor being i'm going to say active even though it's somewhat in, irregular in scheduling it's active uh, but irregular and it's just yeah right and so this other venture that I mentioned uh, actually ties into that because I, I remember talking to you about this sparking an idea for uh, me doing more that would tie in with Project Vigor more so than the show. But I'm starting to think that there's a nice way to tie in all of them 
(laughs) And part of that is not limiting focus on what the content delivery mechanism allows. So uh, with Project Vigor, you're specifically focused on climbing and health, right? That's a good way to summarize it. With the show, we're not constrained to any topics, but there's nothing that says we can't bring in something from the individual projects. So there's there's a fairly obvious tie-in here where maybe you want some behind-the-scenes thoughts or additional things uh, about oh, something you've that seen. Would, that would be right? cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that that led me to thinking a little bit further. So I'm not officially ready to announce the name of the other project that I'm referencing. So we're going to call it a project to be named, even though it has a name. Can we call it um, pro- if it's not already Project X, uh, can we call it Project X? And if it is Project yeah. X, uh, you can just cut this part out. It is at 2936. I'll put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah, no, we can call it Project X. Uh, like okay, I, okay. It has a name. I have a registered domain. Somebody wants to actually go do the investigative work, they could find it. Uh, but I have had this domain for a long time and just decided I would reuse it because I like it. Oh, you told uh, me this domain name. Yes. Okay. And uh, so I have a good friend of mine that I uh, went to, to school with, actually, back in high school, middle school, uh, that's a, a phenomenal artist. And I reached out to him last week, I think, and said, hey, uh, I, I do not need this anytime soon, but I'd like to you know, get your thoughts on some branding for, for this particular idea. And so that's a, a current tangent that is running. And then separately, I'm writing some outlines for what I think I want to incorporate. And I realized I don't think any of my outlines are going to be used. I think I have a completely different idea for how to take it that makes more sense. And that's what I wanted to bring to the table for discussion because I do better with this part of figuring out endeavors by talking about it, even if it's just me talking and answering myself. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there's, there is a, a huge benefit to, you know, if you think about it, you can work through things, but there's additional benefit to putting it, saying it out loud, especially to somebody, even if that somebody doesn't ever give you any feedback, just saying it out loud to a different person and having them hear it or saying it out, you know, that makes a big difference. I, I, yes, that's a good idea. And, and on top of that, I feel like this is a way to hold me accountable as well because I'm going on public record as saying this is something I intend to launch later this year. Gotcha. So it's, that, that puts me Accountability. on Accountability, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Project X is what we'll call it. And my original thought for it was actually driven from your you know, conversations about Project Vigor where I mentioned, where I actually asked you if it would bother you if I started a channel that was very similar just because I thought it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But I realized I don't know that that's necessarily my focus. Like, I, I, that will be part of it. There will be certainly be plenty of times where there'll be crossovers for us both climbing once my ankle feels sturdy. Once I trust my ankle, yeah, uh, which we're really close, so we'll sidebar that for later. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then I realized, what is my focus if that's not it? And I think over the past few years, I've developed pretty solid interests in two categories. One is the betterment of self, whether that means it being you know emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever, but betterment of self. And the other is very much focused on the physical betterment of state, I, I think is a good way to put it. Because I have explored so many different activities and ways to do things. Like it's it's not a a very it's not a specific activity that I'm wanting to necessarily focus on, but more the act of taking that step daily. And so I have overall ideas where that can go, and I see a decent amount of overlap both with the show and with your project. And it made me want to just kind of explore this conversationally and see what might make sense and whether or not you wanted to expand anything beyond just climbing with or climbing as a method to improve fitness or if you wanted to keep that very narrowly focused and have any additional exploration maybe be a crossover on either the show or my upcoming project. So, yeah. Um, so climbing isn't going to give me the fitness that I – climbing alone isn't going to get me the to the fitness level that I want. It's just not enough. Um, maybe it would be enough if I could devote um, a lot more of my day and days to it, but um, I'm 40. I've got children. I've got a career. Uh, I I can't. It's something that I love. It's 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 something that I have wanted. You know, I've I think I've said this many times. I, I've I've wanted to do it my whole adult life, and I'm actually do. I'm I've finally done something about that, and I'm doing it. Even though I'm pretty, uh, I I I can't do very many advanced things, but I I still love it. And I want to do it, but it is a motivation to do the do the other things that I should be doing for myself anyway, just to be a healthy adult. And so, the, the I think the thing that would so like right now, you know, I had a strength, you know, I, I feel like I'm hitting a, a wall with strength to strength to weight ratio, and the best thing I can do to improve that is lifting weights. Uh, but I also need to focus on cardio as well, and so those are the two things and. I have been going to the uh, the gym and lifting. Um, last week was a bust because I had a cold, and I think you know uh, I had some interruptions, well, work related interruptions. But I think that's more or less, uh, you know, I'll be able to pivot around that. So at least the work interruptions, I, I have a plan to to not allow those to affect me so far, but so much. Um, but the weightlifting and then on top of that uh adjusting diet just a little bit i don't want actually don't want to adjust the diet that much uh i do want a little bit but not you know um just a so matter of like go ahead i was just going to say it's interesting that you mentioned that because i have always been very adamant that i don't mind making short term short term changes to my diet for a goal but I refuse to diet or change my lifestyle because I like food. 
Right. Well, see, there's no real diet that makes you lose weight. The thing that the things that so the thing that allows there's two ways of of, of tackling it, uh, or there's one thing that causes weight loss, and that is calorie deficit. That's it. Now you can increase the amount of calories that you burn, or you can decrease the amount of calories that you eat. I have found like the most effective thing for me is increasing uh, is weightlifting because it increases the amount of calories you burn so much. And I I end up I put on muscle really easy. Um, like it, it, so I end up burning a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, calories that way, and and the thing about it is, it's like um, it's not the actual workout that uh, does most of the calorie burning. I think you only like like on a typical workout, uh, weightlifting workout that I will start with, I'll only burn a few hundred calories lifting weights. It's the you know several hundred, you know, the hundreds of more calories that are burnt by. Um, one, uh, rebuilding muscle tissue and maintaining increased muscle mass. That's where the calorie burning comes from. So I end up, I end up burning more calories in my sleep than I do in my actual workout. But um, that's, that's the route I have taken, and that's the one I plan to take right now. But what I want to add here that I hadn't been doing oh, in quite some time um, is uh, actually doing more um, – Weight bearing cardio because uh, I, I just you know I, I sh- uh, at the age that I am I think that uh, I should really f- not neglect my cardiovascular fitness. D- define what you mean by weight bearing cardio. Like I, I'm pretty sure I know what you mean, but let's just make sure it's clear. Yeah. So, um, so like uh, a weight bearing cardio is going to uh, put I guess tear down your muscles a bit more like so like when you run that's not really weight bearing um it's a good qu- i'm not sure i know like i've had it explained to me but i'm not sure i could re-articulate it but i can give examples of weight bearing cardio maybe to explain it yeah but that's like, fine because like my the way i typically look at cardio is more impact high impact versus low impact not anything around weight bearing but when i think of like increased weight with cardio, I think of like ankle and wrist weights for a walk or yeah. something of that nature. So, so I feel so good examples of like non weight bearing cardio would be like uh, running and cycling. There's no weight resistance to that. Um, you're just you know getting your heart rate up. Whereas swimming and you know stairs, running stairs or uh, you know using a stair machine. That's weight resistant, you know, weight bearing cardio, because it's okay. still getting your that makes sense. getting your cardio weight up, but you're also doing there's also a weight resistance uh, uh, aspect to the the type of cardio that you're doing. So what I what I have found to be best for me is as long as I track what I consume as far as calories go, I can make better decisions, and I'm not changing what I'm eating. I'm just recognizing that. If I don't track it, I have a bad habit of just walking over and grabbing a snack because I'm bored, not because I actually want a snack. And it's very easy to then add three, four, five hundred calories like like it's nothing. And so tracking it means I can at least look at what I've consumed, what I plan to consume if I have that in there and say, yeah, I'm not actually hungry. What am, what am I coming in here for? 
mm-hmm. and and make a better decision. And then two, I have focused more on cardio than I would have ever done previously, but I made sure it was low impact because I don't I, I don't like running. I never have. I I don't want to. I can't stand it. <laughs> I will run if I have to, but I I really try to avoid it. And so I finally found cardio that works for me, and that's rowing. I actually enjoy it. I most of the time row uninterrupted. That would be a weight resistance cardio. Yeah, as you described it, I realized that it it would fall in that category. The reason I, I focus so um, oh about seven years ago, six years, six six and a half years ago, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. He's a uh, he's a PhD scientist in uh, I don't know what, like the last time I was working with him, uh, he was studying he was doing studies on traumatic brain injuries, and but prior to that, like I think he like did his dissertation on on muscle like, um, different sort of things in the muscles, and uh, he he was uh, he was he's a really fit dude. Um, he grew up in New Zealand and played uh, rugby, and uh, like it, it would have been the level of rugby that he played. It, it's not. I don't think there's anything. Comp, you know, let's. I would compare it to like the level. You know, like it's the most popular sport in New Zealand, so I'd compare it to American football. But it was something at a higher level than NCAA, but a lower level than professional. So I don't I don't know where it fits in, but that's 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 what I understood to be the level that he played in, and because uh, like so maybe the, a, a better comparison would be like championship football, yeah, yeah, versus you know Premier League, right, right, because there was definitely a professional league uh, that plays there above whatever league that he was in, and he was I think he was quite good. Um, uh, I watched him play in some some local leagues in in New York and tried to play along too. Um, I was not good. Um, that's a demanding sport. But um, <clears throat> anyway, um, he uh, uh, you know he you know he simply he explained the science to me and and uh, talked about the different uh, you know you know at, at an age like past your he's like past your mid thirties he's like all of your cardio should be weight bearing because even because you know your muscles are like one of the most you know important um, parts of your body that will, or most one of the most important parts of your body that will help you uh, maintain a specific weight and shape and so forth. And he said, like once you get into your mid thirties, even non weight bearing cardio, your body will begin to burn muscle mass for energy, and it won't always burn fat fat mass. Whereas when you're younger, it will primarily burn fat mass. So uh, he stressed the importance of uh, weight bearing cardio um, past your mid thirties. So I found, so that's something I focused on, or you know, kept in mind, and so forth. So yeah, I, I never would have thought that I would like rowing because it it seems like the kind of thing that I would not like because it's cardio. R- uh, yeah, yeah, but. I, I'm not so sure that I like it as much as I tolerate it and don't mind the experience because I can put something up on a, a display and play and somewhat distract myself. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's more. I I don't like treadmills because I don't like running. Like I really despise running. But rowing feels at least a bit more rhythmic and something that I can, even on my worst days where I'm just not feeling it, I can say, you know what, I'm just going to get on and give it, you know, 50% or something. And then 10 minutes in, it's like, no, I'm trying to beat my personal best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But not to focus so much on routine. Yeah, we veered very far away. Well, not that far because, uh, you know, th- these are some of the things that I was thinking might be beneficial when you think about what kind of audience am I actually going to reach. I'm going to reach over 40 people who have either made a decision to uh, focus on health in general or are looking for inspiration to focus on health or are looking for how to be a better person in some fashion. Like those, those are really my three key domain areas, and two of them are very much focused on health and fitness. Well, you know, there's a thing about when you start getting one part of your life together, it usually spills over into other parts of your life. And I, I've seen people talk about it like when, when people get like uh, really committed to cleaning up their finances – they end up getting really committed to eating healthy. Like, like that usually ends up being a byproduct and, and getting fitter. Like all of those things end up that not always, but many times that's, that's not an unusual or that's a common dynamic. I can see that because if you, if you abstract it a little bit, even from my journey over the past couple of years, like I, I didn't enter this phase saying, I want to be fit or I had a a very specific physical goal. It's uh, COVID is a thing and I want to give myself the best possible negative outcome by at least being healthy as an adult instead of unhealthy like I am now. Right, right. I mean, that's... And it transformed from that into because of how competitive I am by nature, it transformed from that into now I want to be a better version of me than I was yesterday. And then it has subsequently transformed into now I want to be the best version of me that I can be regardless of what I'm comparing to. That's, it just keeps it evolving into more and more like different levels of the same. It's kind of different levels of the same or refined levels of the same intent from the very beginning. It is. It's just now there's not as much a focus on external uh, potential threats or risks. It's now, all right, I've got, I've got what I need from that perspective. Now it's just I want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah, you've made a lifestyle change. Yes. And I think trying to encapsulate this concept of a lifestyle change for others to consume by making it entertaining and tying into the randomness that can exist when you want to just pick and choose different things to try and see where you go. I feel like that's a fun dynamic and I feel like it allows both interactions with the show that are unique. Like if you don't care at all about the the channels, you could listen to the show and have that experience 
with some teasers of things that maybe you don't see, but you don't really care. And then if you follow like your project or my project and want to know more about the rationale behind it, you could easily pivot to any number of episodes on the show where we talk about things without it having to be a compendium. And I like that. I like the lack of dependency, but increased enjoyment of the entire experience if you actually follow all three. Yeah, you know, I think that's really cool because like, I, I, I like that a lot. There are folks that I, I follow on YouTube and I started following them on Instagram just to see what their Instagram, you know, some people do it well, some people don't, but it's just like, I kind of want to see like a different side of this. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, I'm using Instagram to promote my YouTube channel or, you know, um, uh, but it's just, you know, it's, a, I, I like the idea of like, you can consume if, if you're interested in at all in what we're doing, there are various mediums where you can consume the the part that you like or are interested in. Yeah. And I I like making sure that each of the individual components stand on their own. I I don't want to feel like you have to do more than whichever one actually attracts your interest. Right. And it's, you you know, I feel like this is the kind of thing where you want to avoid, well, I don't want to like use Instagram just to promote the YouTube channel. I'm just going to show like the content, the content here that fits the Instagram will work on, will go on Instagram. And then if you're more interested than what you just see in this one particular avenue, here are these other places where you can get more or different, you know, you know? Yes. Like each of them should enrich the experience of the other, not, but they're all standalone upon them. They're all sort of standalone. And so, and this is why, like I alluded to in our notes, that I'm way ahead of myself with this particular conversation because I don't even have you know content being posted. You're you're multiple steps ahead of me, at least in that regard. Um, I'm still filling it out, though. Like well, I, and and we're taking two different approaches to that, right? Like, yes. Uh, for me, it's I want to establish an identity that I start with that makes this different from what. I have established here already and I didn't want to start putting anything together until I figured out the identity for this other piece because I don't want to muddy the waters. I have enough of a presence across uh, multiple you know, networks and everything else that I wanted to make sure whatever I did from the get go from day one had its own appearance and Uh, associated branding so that it wouldn't be confused with the website for any general purposes or this show. Like I, I wanted to make sure it stood on its own. And I think the only reason we have different approaches is because I have this established place and, and some established branding for a portion of what I do versus the show, which has now established branding as well. And I want to make sure I don't introduce something that muddies that when I want to make sure all of them stay separate, but yet, you know, feed off of and enrich them each other. Yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I follow I follow that and it feels like it fits your personality uh quite well. <laughs> um I'm so. hoping so. Or, or well I guess why I'm saying that. So the 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 other project, Project X, if you will. Um, yes, yes. The way it is being developed from a branding perspective is how to basically brand me with this other name because that's really what it is. It's it's very much a, this is about me, but I can't use just JT Hart because I've used that from a, a professional branding experience, right? Yeah, so this is going to be something, this is not the, this is not a professional version of you. Right. This is very much me and what my general philosophy and outlook represent. And I feel like because of the friend of mine that I have doing the artwork has very similar thoughts and feelings and everything else that I do and uh, tastes in general that I'm, I am hoping that we get to something that really encapsulates that, but I can play with it as a, it's, it's not Jesse Hart. It's whatever this pseudonym uh, or other name will evoke. Yes. And, uh, and have fun with it and, and eventually have people come to know me as that because of how well that is done and then realize, oh, it's, it's just him. And you know, you don't have to know me by that name afterward. It's, but I want that name to be synonymous. I get that. I get that. Did you get the uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts? I think I did. I'm I'm pretty sure I did. I don't remember what all I've registered at this point. And a lot of it I'm probably going to feed just into my primary accounts when it starts coming to ancillary projects and sure i it doesn't have a, a presence on twitter like that can be via me because I it see. is still me yeah 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 um just because there's a, a certain point where i feel like there's too many like i i do know for instagram i have an account set up for it uh, i have an email address set up for it i have the domain that i registered ages ago like plenty of things from that perspective but i have two other pieces of that where like I have other domains that are also registered that I'm considering resurrecting as a part of it not specifically for that project but more as a way to say if it's a project that incorporates that one and the show and me professionally and like your project let's put that under this one placeholder so that it's easily located but it feeds or or references all four of the other ones as an example um so i have a couple of things that are it almost sounds like i'm talking about shell companies except there's (laughs) like that's that's really what we're talking about yeah 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 it's it's an entity that is specific for if i do a video production and it incorporates more than just one entity i use this other entity and reference the ones that it incorporates. And if it's a personal thing that incorporates this entity and another one, then I use this other one and reference the others below it. So I have like two abstraction layers, one for 
uh, kind of a professional focus and one for a personal focus in addition to this one, but those are only placeholders for, hey, more than one of my projects is involved and I want to keep it in the appropriate, like direct you to one spot thing. Okay. And that illustrates a whole level of complexity of thought that I put into it that I did not intend to explain behind the scenes and I don't <laughs> think can be understood from what I described anyway. Like I, I think that requires a diagram. Um, but the point being, like I've, I've really thought about this other project. I feel like this is a good place for a Venn diagram. It, I, it would be more complex than just a Venn diagram. Okay. Um, I love it's a actually Venn a flowchart. Okay. Because uh, I, I actually created a mind map and then overlapped a bunch of stuff to try to figure out exactly how many entities I would need oh, to wow. be able to do what I want to do. Yeah, I, I overthought it quite a bit. But I already <laughs> own domains for all of these things. So it's like, well, I've, I've been paying well, for this name for years, and it just redirects to jthart.com. So, well, get, get, uh, well the getting's good it. in my way, my yeah. interpretation. <laughs> um. But I do want to incorporate your side project more than just being a side project. That That's kind of the big conversation piece. And I don't really know what that looks like because we haven't really talked about the collaboration aspect other than in the you know shared experience of climbing. Right. And we certainly haven't talked about wrapping it into a, a conglomerate of the show as a tie-in for all of these different things. Uh, because that didn't really hit me until not too long ago. Um, I had a little Easter egg on on one of my the la as we record the show the last uh, uh, reel that I posted in Project Figure. It's one where I was uh, trying to climb this V one route. And I kept getting the beta wrong, and I couldn't finish it. And so the song that I used was a, a song by the band Morphine called All Wrong. And the section that I use, all you hear, the, the lyrics, all wrong, all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun use of music. So I, I actually haven't listened to, or I haven't paid attention to the music that you've put with the videos. Like I've, I keep my phone on. You know, muted, silent, etc. Like I, I scroll. If I happen to see one, I'll stop and watch it. But I don't typically think to turn up the audio. I never would have noticed that. This is the it's the first time that I've used music to like actually okay have meaning with it. This yeah. So every other time it's just like I picked a song that I wanted to put uh, with the mu- with with the with the climbing. It it is the kind of thing that would make me tend to pay attention, and if I saw it. You know, turn the volume up a little bit and actually see if there's any any meaning that I would discern or not, though. Yeah, I feel like there's probably something I'll the next time I do something where the song has is has any sort of meaning or relation to the to the video, I'll put something in there to indicate that something in addition to what I'm, I've sort of come up with a format of how like uh, like how I have the video like I have the video and then there's like a little bit of text on there and then. Um, and then I'll probably, you know, I don't usually post anything, any text to go with it, but I'll probably have like additional text that won't, that'll just allude to the fact that there might be something related to the song. You know, the song has something to do with it. 
There's no additional text. There's nothing with the song. But I'll do that going forward. So I know uh, this, like in general, the discussion for this evening probably warrants an actual offline, in-person, like multiple hour just set of sessions to figure out what it might actually look like. Brainstorming. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly part of it. Um, but pulling all of that back, I have a general just logistical question that I have observed and I'm curious about the decision. Like So far, everything that I've seen has been posted to uh, Instagram instead of being either longer form or supplemented on a YouTube channel. Just curious if that's a still trying to kind of figure out things and it's very short content and so you you haven't gone the route of doing something larger or is it that you think that Instagram fits the content best or uh, just the rationale behind it I'm, I'm curious about. So far it's totally me being lazy and not committing to anything yet. It, it's <laughs> that's so, fair that's perfectly fair yeah it's super easy to like get i feel like uh for the the least amount of effort and the most amount of attention instagram reels is what i'm getting i've actually posted some of them to tiktok or taken the same video and edit it just slightly differently on tiktok because tiktok has a different set of music that you can apply to um but i think i only did that like with one or two videos and just to try it out, but that's um, 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 um I uh, with the, especially with the beginning of this year, um, and just like some job role changes, I have been working for the past three months to get settled in that in that arena and or in that part of my life, and so uh, that's why. Yeah, I the only reason I even thought it was an, an interesting point to ask about is because. I feel like part of it is also a workflow thing. Yeah, the workflow is really easy. Like um, to get, it's not the best place to edit video, but to to put out what I'm trying to put out right now, it's it's pretty easy. And and the main reason I kind of thought of that being a, a side piece is I know my personal workflow would be. Uh, even if I'm using the phone as you know my primary camera, even though I have other alternatives, I'm not going to do any kind of editing on the phone. I just I can't do it. I'm going to pull it into Final Cut Pro, and at that point, I'm not going to think of Instagram as an outlet. Right. If I was doing something on YouTube, I I would I, I have the exact same sentiment as you. I want to put it in Final Cut Pro and actually put together a bit like a proper video. So, um, well, I was um, just thinking, even if I didn't really do much, but cut up some, you know, s snippets to, to put to music or, you know, e even if I did very, very minimal editing is what I'm getting at. Like, I just know my workflow because of my, uh, general history with any type of, of, you know, video or photo media I'm just. I'm not going to do it from the phone. I'm going to pull it in the computer, and because I, I want to see it, I want to see if there's something that I want to make a change to on a, a larger screen. And even if the only thing I do is add music to it, it's. I know it's going to be something that I at least look at in Final Cut Pro before I publish. 
So it's an interesting. I don't know that I would have thought about saying this, but now that you we've you said about music a few times, so what's interesting is if I were to put music to this in Final Cut Pro, it's going to get flagged for copyright infringement. And, but if you choose the music in like on on Instagram or your TikTok, I think I really think TikTok paved the way for this. Um, but if you choose to put the music in through their app, because I think you know whatever license they have with it, they can they can they can kill the sound and it kills the sound in your video. So they can um, whatever you know they lose the rights to a particular song. Well, all the videos that have that song are, are now you know muted or media videos without sound. So. Uh, but you know, I'm willing to make that trade off because I'm, you know, this is pretty low effort, uh, postings, uh, but it allows me to put in music that would otherwise I wouldn't have access to because of copyright laws. And so that's, that's been a, that's been a, uh, a strong motivator for using the, uh, uh, in-app editors. There's some, you know, that. there's some, I, um, so I have a, a couple of places that I would go to for either royalty free or royalty or uh, attribution, like free to use with attribution right. licenses. Right. And I would be using that type of music instead. Yeah. And, but that's very much because that's what I'm accustomed to from you know years ago when I certainly wasn't a big enough shop to even entertain the thought of asking an artist to use their music. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. So I've always wondered, like, if somebody, let's say an artist covers a song uh, and you ask them, hey, can I use your cover of this song? Is it a copyright infringement? I, I have wondered about that. I've never, like, explored that. But... So no, the, the the only person that you need uh, approval from is the person performing the song. It is assumed that if a person covers a song, they have either changed enough about it or it's clearly and obviously a cover. Right. So if you like there's a there's a great video of this woman singing Santeria in a very sort of soulful, slow way, um, which is, you know, it's very different than how the Sublime originally uh, released it in, in maybe like any other uh, version that they've, they you know, live version or otherwise have released. So it's, you know, it's very obviously not Sublime. And so you could, and I'm assuming that she probably doesn't even have a copyright and you could actually just, you know, I think it would be bad form, but you could just go and get the audio from YouTube and use it. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what the copyright laws were for, like, covers. Well, it's, you're actually not as worried about copyright law in that particular instance. You're worried about um, whether or not you have permission of the performer to use their performance. And, and I know, like, we murky the water with that being copyright law. Technically, I think it falls under some copyright jurisdiction, but you're not actually worried about the. I'm not worried about who owns Sublime's author. rights. Yeah, right. Because you're not using their their performance. You're not using their music and republishing it. You're using another person's performance of their music, and so the other person is the only person you have to worry about. Yeah. 
that might that would definitely be a route that I would go because like, I think people have been more than you know people who have put their music out on YouTube I think are more than willing to be like hey yeah just give me uh, credit for it and I'm like of course like you know uh, you know the the whole point is like let's let's you know you're a good artist who did a cover of this song and it sounds great let me spread let me spread the word so one of one of the things that I'm hoping to get to uh, and this is not a definite um, definite option um, but my brother is a, a pretty good guitarist I, I know i've mentioned before yeah he has recorded a couple of things personally uh that he has talked about wanting to make uh, videos for we we haven't really taken that anywhere but i'm thinking i might see if i can get him to do some custom music as well that would be cool and I think it would be fun for him just as much as it would be fun for me. And so it's a win-win, but who knows? I, I don't know if that will materialize. I feel like this is the perfect outlet for that collaboration, though, if it were to happen. That sounds cool. And who knows? That might even lead to custom music for the show instead of uh, yeah. royalty-free edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that how we end the show? Yeah, I think so. Like, okay. I, I don't have anything else snarky to add. I, I, I feel like that's pretty, pretty much a. I have a lot of ideas. I think it's overly ambitious, and I feel like, what the hell? Let's do it. We have a number of different ways set up for you to get in touch with us to provide feedback, ask questions, or just comment in about something we've discussed. You can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at untitled underscore hosts. Or shoot an email over to untitled.hosts at gmail.com. Or get in touch directly with jesse at jtheart.com. Or get in touch with me, John, via telepathy. If you would like to support our work or are interested in listening to our new after show feed, head over to patreon.com slash theuntitledpodcast and take a look at the options we have set up. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And we hope to connect with more of you as we continue this journey. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.